What's up, everyone? This is the Get Out the Vote podcast. My name is Alexis. I'm Kenny. And I'm Tiffany. And this podcast is all about educating our community. We hope to inform, inspire, and motivate others to get registered and get out the vote. All right, guys, welcome to the Get Out the Vote podcast. This is Alexis here for episode two. This is Kenny. And this is Tiffany. So we are so excited to have our guest here today with us. We are going to be talking all about getting out and voting. This topic is concerns of our neighbors. So we want to start by giving an introduction to Miss Kelly Allen Gray and say welcome. So if you want to give a little bio, any information you want to share with our listeners about yourself. So I am Kelly Allen Gray. I served uh, for nine years on Fort Worth City Council representing District 8. It was an amazing time, an amazing journey. And uh, now I am the uh, CEO of AIDS Outreach Center. Awesome. Well, again, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate your time today. All right, Mr. Kinney. Yes. So Kelly, tell us uh, tell the listeners about your journey in becoming um, and being a councilwoman. So it really wasn't a journey. It definitely was not a journey. Uh, I guess maybe I was probably 28, 29 years old, decided that I was moving back to the neighborhood that I grew up in. And the neighborhood had changed a lot. And while I could afford to live anywhere in the city that I wanted to, I really wanted to go back home. And so I really became the youngest person Uh, in the neighborhood association with my mom and all of my friends, parents being involved and just really kind of learning city politics um, in order to be able to help them do some of the things that they wanted to do. And from there, the neighborhood had a nonprofit organization, so I ran their nonprofit organization. And very quickly, uh, probably about 2005 to 2008, I lost my dad, my mom. I I lost like five really, really important people in my life. And um, so I took a sabbatical from the nonprofit and then the world was also crashing and, you know, this whole crazy thing. And then I decided that I was going back to school to work on my EMBA and literally was in the process of, of doing that um, when the uh, District 33 congressional seat came open and my really good friend, Mark VC called us up, my, my late husband and I, and said, hey, I'm running for Congress, I'm giving up my state seat, and I'm running for Congress, I need your support. And we were like, oh yeah, what do you need? And he's like, well, I need a check every time I call you all and you know, I need a check. So we are like, cool, we got you. And then uh, Kathleen Hicks, who was the District 8 council member at that time, called and said, hey, I'm running for Congress. <laughs> <laughs> and I need your support. What, can I get your support? And we were like, what? Huh? And uh, <laughs> so we were like, yeah, we already committed. And she said she was giving up her council seat. And so we were like, okay, well, whatever it is, may the best person win, you know, mm-hmm. just... We, we will support, we, we will vote, That's, but we've already committed to someone else. And still really unbeknownst to me, not really thinking about what was going on, she's leaving her council seat, all of these things, and it had never really been 
it was on to run for office was on my list of things to do it just wasn't on my list of things to do at that moment mm-hmm. and and then the phone started ringing and people started calling and saying hey uh we think you should run for city council and i was like no <laughs> have another plan i'm gonna grow up one more time and i'm gonna go make some money you know i'm leaving the nonprofit world behind and and literally, I was sitting at my kitchen table in January of 2012, about to register for my next set of classes, and my neighbor showed up on the door, at, at my door, rang the doorbell, handed me an envelope, and said, uh, this is your first campaign contribution oh, wow. from my mom, and we're hosting a campaign uh, meeting tonight at my house at seven o'clock and we'll see you there. (laughs) So literally that's my journey. Uh, No, I don't think this is what I want to do. No, this is not what I want to do. Um, To being in a race with three people and uh, then being in a runoff and, and ultimately winning and then serving for nine years. So, wow, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's an amazing Well, Kelly, just, I mean, thank you so much for your service. Thank I mean, you. nine years of service and, and what you've done um, and contributed in service to the city of Fort Worth and to District 8, um, you know, it is, it is remarkable. It's exceptional. So thank, thank you for your leadership. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we would love to continue to, you know, maybe uh, go a little bit deeper or you just answer a question for us as far as like a pathway, right, to get into an elected position. Uh, what does that look like for our listeners? It's, it's different for everybody. Everybody, but, you know, life is different for everybody. Everybody's journey is different and you come to it very differently. I ran a nonprofit organization that was a community-based nonprofit organization. So a big part for me was I knew people in the community and I knew people who worked for the city of Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. So I, and I spent a lot of time in the community because we remodeled houses, we built new homes, we did social service programs. I mean, you name it, we did it um, on a shoestring budget, but we were in the community. And so... Um, that for me, that made that piece of it a little easier, just, you know, having a foundation, not having a foundation, I think for me would have been harder. Um, so, because the very first thing you do when you get elected is the budget and you don't have a, (laughs) and the city of Fort Worth has a $2 billion budget with a B, you know, (laughs) so you're like, you want me to do what and and my friend is is hilarious but he always says um the cleaning people in the building know more than you do when you first start and for about two years the cleaning people know more than you do and then it's after those two years that that fog kind of lifts and it starts to all make sense um but yeah yes that's awesome so miss kelly what were some of the challenges that you face as a black woman in this role? You know who has been, and this is my truth, right, wrong, or indifferent, right? Um, my challenge has been black people. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And more specifically, black men. Kenny, don't take this person. <laughs> That's um, a whole other thing right but, now. But, you know, it, it had, but that, that has been my challenge. Yeah. People who look like me mm-hmm. and men who say we're supposed to lift up our women and queen. And then you're like, really? Because I don't think you right. call me a queen. Right. And, and you right. don't know me from Adam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that really, that really was my biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, being elected. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. It's definitely it's something. <laughs> well, that just that just raises the the uh, the question in a for a future discussion of, you know, how do we, you know, continue to positively like pour into each other as a people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As as we look to resolve uh, conflicts or, or change narratives, right, of how as a people we engage with each other and report each other healthy, right? That's that's something that we have to internally fix within our people, right? Yeah. We have so conversation for another day. Yeah. But thank you for sharing that because that's that's real. That, right? that is, that's not a, as a black man. That's not a dynamic or a truth that is that is beyond my my understanding and beyond my awareness. And so um, I hope that I can be doing my part here yeah. sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Help yeah. change those narratives. Why we got to do better. Very after. So I took over an unexpired term. So just nine months. And then I had to run for the full term in 2013. So Kathleen Hicks came back to run. And after that race, and it was just the craziest race, um, my husband just started going every place with me. Mm-hmm. And, and that um, was my gift and my curse because my husband was Fort Worth PD. And so you're like, baby, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate the yeah. support. <laughs> and it wasn't that he became my bodyguard. Right. It was just... You're my wife first. Yes, yeah. You know, and so if I don't say crazy, ugly things to you, you know, Peter on the street can't say anything crazy to you. And so I really had to find, we had to find a really, a a real balance Mm -hmm. of just, okay, I I have to figure out how to have some thicker skin. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that comes to my head is not what comes out of my mouth. Because I'm gonna kick off my shoes and I'm gonna oh, start yeah. crying and it's about to go down. <laughs> right, to go right, down. right. And, and so ten counting to ten didn't work for me. And so even now, just start at a hundred. You know, to heck with it. Let's just start at a yeah, hundred yeah. and pull my and pull myself back. But it was just you know for nine years. It was just nine years of crazy. And you're like, dude, really? Because yes. I don't know you. Right. But even my son, after my husband passed, and when my husband got sick and my son would go places with me, my son, you know, you two, you a kid. I appreciate you wanting to look out for your mama. But, you know, my son was like, dude, that's my mama. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. So I'm, I'm just curious, how did people approach you? Like, I mean, what kind of things did you encounter as a councilwoman where, you know, your husband or your son felt the need to, to protect you. So, you know, we are at a part, point uh, in our lives where there is no civility. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you don't have a filter mm-hmm. and you feel like you can say whatever it is that you want to say. And I'm not supposed to be offended, but I can't say anything back to you because then your feelings are hurt right so it's it's not level it's 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 absolutely um not level and I took on 
some of the hardest projects in the city. Yeah. And some of them I said no to. Yeah. Because it was not good for the district. Yeah. And take my my you know my thoughts my feelings out of it. Uh, it had to be what was good for the entire district. And we could have done a bunch of crappy projects, but you're sitting in Renaissance Square. And I'm real proud of of this project because this was my project that in 2015, I spent the entire legislative session in Austin working to be able to do this project and the project across the street and, you know, all of the other projects that are coming online. That was my work. Yeah, yeah. so I, you know, but yeah. we were fighting and we were fighting for good things and yeah. we weren't fighting for dollar stores. Yeah. And we, you know. Yeah. 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 Smoke shops and stuff like that. <laughs> Didn't need Game any more rooms. of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that leads us to our next question, which is we did a survey before we even started this project. Um, just to see kind of what some people thought some concerns were for themselves as well as the people around them. And we got some pretty good responses, but we wanted to ask you, what are some of the concerns of our neighbors that you think um, are happening right now? Code compliance was always a huge issue. It was always the number one (laughs) issue. Mm. And then it would be followed by police, but it wasn't necessarily police and what police did to people. It was, I don't see my police officers. Mm. And so it was... Uh, in some neighborhoods, there was a huge police presence, but I think there was, I don't necessarily, the dynamic was different because they were very actively involved and engaged, which then meant that their um, neighborhood patrol officers Mm -hmm. had to be a little bit more engaged and, Mm -hmm. and focused. And then I had some neighborhoods that wouldn't call police at all. You know, but you want the police to show up right. and see it. But you're like, if he's just riding by, he just sees somebody standing on the street corner. He doesn't know that they've been there for, you know, four hours. But you've been watching them for four hours and you could have called the police. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Um, so that was an issue. And then um, lights were always an issue because the city of Fort Worth is probably the darkest city mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, couldn't ever keep the lights on. So that was always an issue. And I think that was really kind of yeah. like my That's top. Like the big yeah. My top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was, what was one of the wildest things that you dealt with <laughs> while you were in office? FNR Distillery. Okay. Whiskey Ring. <laughs> yes. It was the wildest thing I have. It was the damned craziest thing <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. And so we took a group of people to FNR Distillery over on whatever it is next to Justin Boots. Jennings, maybe that's whatever it is. And we took a group of people over there as they were looking to buy Glen Garden Country Club. Now, Glen Garden Country Club had one lawnmower, <laughs> uh, literally one, to cut the whole place. Uh, grass that was six feet tall over the, oh you know, over the fence. 
but hey, they threw great parties. If you played golf over there and the greens weren't in good shape. But, you know, it was a place where, you know, folks could go hang out and they had a bar and then you could bring your own liquor on oh, to the wow. golf course. I'm painting this picture, <laughs> right? So we go to this distillery and because they need a zoning change and you have people, you know, they're, they're, they're actually distilling whiskey right there. So you can't smell it, uh, you know, because that was a big conversation. You're, the smell and black mold and... Mm-hmm all of these things. And so for two hours as we were there, they were distilling whiskey and you couldn't smell the whiskey. And then afterwards there was a tasting at the bar. And if you ever went to the old FNR distillery, they, it was this really cool bar. So when I left, all of these people were like, yes, this is great. We want this, this is wonderful. As they were drinking everybody's liquor, right? <laughs> In my head, I said, this is not that easy. It's not. Well, then it became, they, uh, you're bringing liquor into the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you're going to have all of these drunk drivers. And so they did this thing and said, so you know your golf course sells, has like over $150,000 annually in liquor sales. So you already have liquor in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then people bring stuff onto the course. And so it was literally the craziest thing of, we want the golf course to stay there. Mind you, the golf course did not belong to the city of Fort Worth. It was privately owned. So you're telling these people you can't sell their, they can't sell their own golf course. (laughs) So then there was a suggestion of, uh, why don't the neighborhood, you know, why don't you all join together and buy the golf course. And he's like, we don't want to buy a golf course. We just don't want them to have a golf course. Fast forward. It is now the place where those very same people who hated it when you show up at a at a chamber party, they're there mm-hmm. drinking liquor. You're like, mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but it was a council chamber packed uh just full of people mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know my one question that I always love when people ask I live in Riverside and so I live just literally right outside of downtown and so people say do you want that in your neighborhood you don't have that in your neighborhood I have Morton House Brewery mm-hmm. in my neighborhood which is one of those first microbreweries mm-hmm. behind Roar and so what I said is I have a brewery we go to the brewery we hang out we we do all of that. But the other thing is, is they park at our community center. And so the neighborhood and the city of Fort Worth, the neighborhood does the security for the cars on the parking lot and they pay to park. And so the neighborhood gets the money yeah, for right. doing the security. So it's a whole social enterprise. Yes. Can we think about that? Right? You know, could, could, could we figure yeah. out how y'all can make some money? And, you know, so you're just like, I needed to make sense but the neighborhood didn't want it and I I stood with the neighborhood recognizing that this was something that could be really good but I am a community person and so I stood with the neighborhood but we got outvoted and Whiskey Ranch is there and Whiskey Ranch is world renowned and people come from all over 
into Southeast Fort Worth and they don't just spend money there, mm-hmm. they're at Renaissance Square. Mm-hmm. Right. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Go Interesting. Figure. Don't have to make sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. Um, some of the things we, we kind of wanted to, to get more information from you is about if I wanted to get involved, be it a poll worker, be it someone help translate, um, how does a neighbor get involved in just the voting process? Tarrant County Elections Office. Okay. As a matter of fact, in case y'all did not know, we're right in the middle of an election. It's the, it's the quietest election ever. Fort Worth ISD has a bond program on there as well as some constitutional amendments, but you wouldn't know it because nobody is talking. So that is, I think that's the biggest question, right? How right. do we know? Do we just go to the, how do people find out? Like what elections are um, current, you know, what are the current elections and how do they vote, right? Meaning, does, you know, how do I find out what this bond is? How do I find out more information about this bond to know, to vote yes or no? So Fort Worth ISD, oh hell. Does a piss poor job <laughs> <laughs> of telling you what they are doing. Yeah. Uh, in the classroom mm-hmm. with your taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you wouldn't know because I'll, the only thing that popped up was some signs. Yeah. And you're like, so what is that? Mm-hmm. And what does that do? Mm-hmm. And the idea I always think is if I don't tell you what it is, you won't ask any questions. So either you'll just go vote yes because yes. it's for the kids, right? Uh, or you won't vote at all. And so because of the really low voter turnout, it will pass, and you'll never know how we mm-hmm. really and truly spent your dollars. Mm-hmm. But here's what people should know. And every November, after a legislative session, and we still have legislative session going on, uh, there is an election. And so this was a legislative year. And the, legislat- uh, the legislature meets every odd year and um, for 180 days, but it has gone on and on. Um, so there's always an election after mm-hmm. the legislative session, and it's whatever constitutional amendments that they have um, agreed upon to put onto the ballot. And then sometimes it falls also on a presidential, you know, or, or a, mid, a midterm year. Something else might be going on as well. Uh, and then every May in an odd year is the city council um, elections mm-hmm. for the Metroplex, mm-hmm. Tarrant County, Dallas, um, all, all, of the play, all of the cities in the Metroplex. And they, they really kind of vary across the state because in Fort Worth, there are two-year terms. In Dallas, there I think you get three, three-year terms or something like that. So everybody kind of does something different, but they happen in the odd year. And then, um, of course, every four years in an even year mm-hmm. is a presidential election, but there's still also a midterm election. So... Yeah. The election cycle didn't change. What what concerns me more is people who want to be engaged or who perceive themselves to be connected. They don't. This is the most important thing that you should know about, and this is the thing that you know least 
about. Yeah. And it is emotional mm-hmm. versus have I done my homework? Do I know really what the issues are? Yeah. You know, versus just being on a bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. So is that a is is that a funding problem? Like is is this type of um voting or election if i'm if i'm not saying that right please correct me is it is it a funding issue where it's not being funded to market it and promote it of how important it is it's fort worth isd they have money i'll tell you how i found out about it is just on the next door app mm. um oh, got you. that was the only okay. way i knew that this was even you know and, and so think about it. You have elected officials. You mm-hmm. have school board trustees. Yeah. If the school board trustees, and I'm not throwing a rock at anybody's hand. I'm just yeah. telling you, you yeah. know, open your eyes. You, you know, you want to be woke. Wake yeah. up. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> you know, see? Uh, but you don't hear the school board trustees talking about it. You don't hear Dr. Scribner mm-hmm. talking about it. You, it's just very, very quiet mm-hmm. um which then should you know raise some red flags, flags yeah. and what i always find very interesting is fort worth isd passes so many things on their tuesday night when they meet that no one shows up for mm-hmm. that really and truly affect us Mm -hmm. because it affects our kids Mm -hmm. our kids Mm -hmm. black and brown kids Mm -hmm. more than it affects Mm -hmm. and let me say this it negatively Mm -hmm. affects our kids let me be very very clear it negatively impacts our kids versus kids who go to Tanglewood Mm -hmm. or kids who go to Wedgwood Mm -hmm. or you know kids who go anywhere else Um, and we are silent but we show up at the city council meeting and you're like, that's not what we do. You show up at the city council meeting to talk about the school board. Wrong location. Yeah. Ah. See, that's a whole thing right that's there. That's a right? whole thing, right? It that's is. a whole thing, like appropriateness, right? Where to be present in that space to have your voice be heard, right? Mm-hmm. So to what you just said, Kelly, you know, if, you're, if, if the people are showing up in the city council environment talking about school board, well, then now you're, it's not that people can't understand or relate to, you know, your concerns or hear your concerns, but for it to be taken to the next step or there to be something, something actionable that happens out of it, right. you in the wrong room mm-hmm. on the wrong day at the wrong time mm-hmm. at the wrong location. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're there's wrong. Some, you're wrong. <laughs> there's a lot of wrong, 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 all in that. You're wrong. So we've got to, we, we have to reflect back on, okay, where how do we how do we position ourselves to make sure that we are aware you know when things are happening where we need to be so we can mm-hmm. be more right 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 our voices can be heard yeah. um and kelly i i so appreciate you dropping those nuggets that you just drop i don't even know if 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 our listeners are going to pick up on the nuggets that you drop and you clarified as well um you know conversations that are happening um in that in that uh, school board meeting mm-hmm. um and and on what day right and the impact that it's having in our community and mm-hmm. who it's affecting mm-hmm. and so i appreciate you dropping those nuts because that is where i think we can you know really investigate of how how we make things different right how we can get involved right and i don't think it's you know limited or restricted to just you know uh, age or right. or or a gender or t- whatever it's mm-hmm. 
it's anybody who you know is able and wants to see the change, right? right? Social capital and social, like social change, it's a real thing. Social impact is a real thing, and so I think it's a great opportunity for folks to start walking the walk and talking the talk. But you only know what you know, right? And if you're not in the right places at the right time, you know. Or if you're not willing to receive the right information. Right information. That's a big part of it. That's a big part. I cannot begin to tell you the number of times. And this is my crazy family story. So my family, my, my, my late husband's family is from Como. So the Como Parade in our life is like a big deal. It's, it's like a big deal. And so one, one 4th of July, there was these guys on this float. And the guy said, Miss Gray, you need to do something about the school. Something, something. And I said, to school. <laughs> I, now I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a bystander right, in the parade. Right. I'm trying to catch candy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm over here with my family. Yeah. It's the family reunion. Yeah. I'm with Pookie and Ray Ray. Right, right. I, I don't even have to worry about my husband getting up because right. I know he gonna snatch you off this float in five, four, three, two, one. And so I'm saying, that's not what I do. He said, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Well, my cousin Pookie. <laughs> my cousin Pookie is like, man, you better go on. Okay. Stay on, stay on, because that's not what she's doing today. She not a, she's not elected. He came back. Oh, my goodness. To have a whole conversation about the schools. Fella, I appreciate this. I'm just the wrong person. Right. I agree with what it is that you're saying. He said, well, then you tell him. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Wow. Not going to be able to do that because that's not my platform. Right. That's your platform. That's what is concerning to you. Yeah. Right. But more importantly, I never see you at the school. Right. Right. Mm. Could you show up for the school. Yeah. You but then you can't because you got a, a, a criminal history. So, um. I mean, you know... Even if you wanted to be in that space, mm-hmm. there are things that prohibit mm-hmm. you right. from yeah. being in that space because they figured out how to keep us mm-hmm. out. Okay, well, if you are a father mm-hmm. and you want to come and you want to volunteer at the school, well, let's do a background check. Oh, wow. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that's in your background, you may have cleaned your life, or your, life your life may have changed, whatever, but it shows up on your background. So it keeps us mm-hmm. out. But now, it's folks that have white-collar crime on their background, and right. they volunteer. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, wow. Make it make sense thing. for me. Oh, that was good. So, in thinking about, like, people getting involved, um, you know, there's lots of groups who help with, like, voter registration, right? Getting, they're doing these voter registration drives, getting all these people to register to vote. I don't know how many of those people are actually voting, right? But what else can people do to help people not just register, but to actually get to the polls? That's the big thing. Yeah. Because registering to vote is easy. Right. Yeah. That's right. That, you know, that's a no-brainer. That just makes you feel good. Like, oh, we registered exactly. 100 people. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. don't all show up. No, yeah. you have to go find them. Yeah. You have to go back and you, um, you have to find them. When we were um, first running, there's a, a little neighborhood... Uh, oh shoot! I just can't even it, the name of it went right out of my head. But it's uh, between Eastbury and Echo Lake and Worth Heights. Um, 
community center. And so we were walking up and down the street, knocking on doors. And so we walked up in this yard and the guy, they're sitting out there and they're playing um, cards. And so we, I was telling him who I was and, and he said, can you play cards? I said, oh yeah, I can play cards. He said, well, we'll all vote for you <laughs> if you, uh, if you come back, if you win, we, you got our, everybody's vote. If you lose, for a game. Okay, cool, no problem. So I say, look, I gotta feed my volunteers. So what I need you to do, if we gotta come back and play cards for some votes, I need you to go buy some hot dogs, because I need you to do all of this stuff, because yeah, my little nieces are like, Aunt Kelly, this is longer than what yeah. you said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this ain't, this, yeah. this, this, no, you making this do something totally different. You said we was just going to walk and knock on doors, right. and every ta- current, taunt corner we turn, the police is out. She's like, this is not what you told us. <laughs> So he was like, cool, no, bad, bad. We got you, we got you. Just, uh, we'll see if you come back. Mm-hmm. Well, my sister is my spade partner. So we sit down at the table when, we, when we're finally done, about two hours later. He's like, oh, you came back. <laughs> Nobody's scared of you. Right, right. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, we back. Yeah. yeah. Where do I know? <laughs> it's, it's 24. <laughs> like, are you crazy? <laughs> Who's giving up 24? Right. And uh, we proceed to whoop them wow. <laughs> like five games like just beat them down he like oh oh you were serious <laughs> he said my girlfriend said she just pretty she can't play she just talking oh no 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 don't get it twisted yeah we got hood skills we got some dominoes right. we got they, a little uh, big you know <laughs> we got some stuff you know but you know, it's, it, and, and a big part of this too is just meeting people where they are, yeah. Yeah. and not that's being that's, that's and is. not being afraid to yeah. to talk to them. So even mm-hmm. right now, so my guys, they've already called and said, "Miss Kelly, you coming to get us to take us to vote?" Because now they vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's now that. they now they I vote. Yeah, and uh, and their baby mamas vote. <laughs> yeah. I hate that word, but that's what they say. Yeah. My yeah. baby mamas, we all yeah. waiting. But what like time you, you got to meet them where they you, are. You yes. meet people where you are. So that's the thing. Just getting people mm-hmm. registered to vote mm-hmm. is easy. Right. The hard work is going back and finding those people mm-hmm. and knocking on their doors and, you know, and, and trying to get them to the polls. And even with all of the barriers that are being put in place, they're put in place to keep us. Mm-hmm from voting mm-hmm. and we just have to be diligent yeah about you know making sure yeah you know our voice is going to be heard regardless we were just talking about that you know um ids and the requirements of yeah. having an mm-hmm. id to vote and um I, we were I, I don't remember if it's a state issued or if it's just an id that has your picture on it um, i think it has to be state state yeah. we know it, it varies from state to yeah. state right what those requirements are um but yeah we know that that's just you know with id identification cards like that is a big time barrier mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um one of the things we were also kind of just digging into like what else does that in obtaining an id kind of present barrier does that present um you know there was a there's a, a study, a research study that, that said, um, you know, 10, I think it was um, 10,000 people 
um, that lived in the city lived 10 miles from the closest DMV, mm. right? And where those DMVs were located, um, the transportation or the public transportation was not frequent, good or frequent, mm. right? So when you look at those families that are in um, underserved communities or in, even look in rural communities, right? Um, so it's not just in underserved communities, it's also in rural communities. The challenge, right, that that presents where, you know, they, the cost for an ID, and we didn't even mention that, right? I mean, the average cost for an ID, I believe it's like 40 bucks. Mm. Um, the documentation that you have to have already, right, to go into the DMV to get your ID. But then again, transportation, right? If you don't have that good, frequent public transportation to obtain it, you know, those are just some, some of the barriers that just in the ID category, right? Mm -hmm. Obtaining that yeah. ID mm -hmm. that we see a lot of our, our, our people, you know, challenged with. And it be, those challenges become burdens. Yeah. And we know as a culture, I mean, we as a people, we throw yeah. our hands up. When yeah. something becomes a burden, we throw our hands yeah. up, right? It's, yeah. it's just not. So I think that even goes back to, Kelly, what you were saying of meeting people where they are. Right. Having those conversations of, you know, what the challenges are and and engaging right where people are. So that way we're we're we're, we're not um, moving them towards the burden or the, the, the time where they throw their hands up. But it's like, OK, you know, we got to come and play cars with you. We got to come to a cookout with you. Yeah. We got to you know, we got to come pick you up to take you to. Mm -hmm. Right. Because once you know the information. Right now, it's like okay. Well, what are you gonna do with that information yeah. to 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 do good? Right. Yeah. If that means you gotta go and take people and be that transportation system and take people to go get their IDs or, mm -hmm. or paperwork and documentation. Like, what are you gonna do now that you have that information and now you're empowered to to help people um, not be burdened, right? Yeah. Not be burdened at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah. You know, one of my things that I that I thought was one of the coolest things that happened during my time on council was the DMV that uh, right here on, in the courthouse on Miller that Commissioner Brooks, Brooks pushed mm -hmm. for. Uh, because when you go there, there are so many people mm -hmm. in that place. And it's a little place. Mm -hmm. It's teeny tiny. Mm -hmm. And it could easily be its own standalone location. But it's right in the middle of Southeast mm -hmm. Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Right where it is where it is needed most, mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And I think that's just one of the, it's an asset, right? When, yeah. we, when we look at, um, you know, the amenities uh, that we do have, right, as a, as a people and, and making sure that we are, you know, not saying controlling that narrative, but we are, you know, we are overseeing that, that narrative of those access points and, and how we're getting people closer into those spaces. Like we do have one, uh, a DMV right here in the heart of Southeast Fort Worth. Um, and I think that that is, that, that is, that is exceptional, right? But it's like, yeah, well, yeah. what can we do, right? Now that we know it's there to meet people where they are, kind of going back to that again, right? Meeting people where they are to, 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 really pull them into um, that, that place, right? And getting their, getting their IDs, right? Getting any of yeah. the other required information that may come down the line or be presented as a challenge or a barrier, right? For, for our people, our community, um, for their voices to be heard. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe, there's, maybe there's some future projects um, or some collaborations that can happen between, you know, um, the, the residents and, and elected officials, you know, and, and maybe even the school district, right? To, to really elevate, 
right, and, and close maybe what is a, a, a damaging gap for the community and getting information out there and, and making sure people's voices, right, are heard. Because hmm. um, I, I think that, that that serves as a, a great pillar uh, or a flagship in the community to have that be there, right? You don't see uh, a lot of those DMVs yeah. and, and, and the, a lot of underserved or even like I'll even put rural communities in there. Yeah. You just don't see it. So it stands out almost as a unicorn. So it's almost we need to acknowledge it and celebrate it as such at the same time getting people, you know, connected to it. Yeah. Like you said, it's just about establishing those relationships. And that's really important. And that's something that I really like about you, Miss Kelly, is that you are so relatable. You're just like speaking to us. Like, yeah. I'm sure our listeners are going to relate as well. What but but what that's what we need. Yes. And that's what, you know, people who are going to be listening in, that's what they need. Yes. Um, Somebody that's real, you know. And so now we have gotten to the part of our podcast where we do our GOTV wisdom. Okay. So what we would like for you to do is just leave us with some words of wisdom that you think our listeners can take with them and keep with them for a really long time. So GOTV wisdom, vote yeah. in every election um, from the water district um, to your school bonds, to your city bonds. Presidential elections are great, but they only happen every four years. And by the time whatever happens in Washington trickles down to you, it is so watered down. Yeah. It doesn't mean a lot. Your municipal elections, your county elections are what affect you most. Mm -hmm. And they happen most times instantaneously. Once that vote happens, they go into effect uh, unless there is an effective date. They happen right then. Um, don't just take yourself mm -hmm. to vote. If you have kids, take your kids to vote with you so that you are instilling in them mm -hmm. Um, their civic duty. So I used to go vote with my mom. Every, she took us to vote with that. her. And I was just so excited. I'd be like, are we going to vote today? Yeah. Are we going to vote today? <laughs> are we going to vote today? She's like, baby, we already voted. <laughs> vote. But it's like, yeah. you know, but, that, but voting was such a big deal. Yeah. And we need to get back yeah. to, to making voting be a big deal. And don't just take your kids, take somebody else. Yeah. Because you have a friend who, you know, and like, yeah, that's not my thing. Right. Living is your thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you need to be voting. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because it doesn't just affect, you know, one group of people. And if you're not sure, you know, we use Google for everything. Mm -hmm. When you see one of those signs, Google that sign. Yeah. See what it is. Don't just ride past mm -hmm. the sign. Mm -hmm. See what the sign. See what that sign mm -hmm. is. Because if it was anything else, you'd be pulled over <laughs> trying yeah. to see what it is. Yeah. And you know, if it had one of those little barcodes, yeah. yeah. you'd be trying to see what it yeah. was. So treat voting like that. Yeah. I, I, you know, so. That's that's my that's my GOTV wisdom. I have worked on campaigns, gosh, since I was fresh out of college a long, long time ago. So I've seen good campaigns. I've seen bad campaigns. I watched the Republicans. I was very new to politics and I never wanted to be like that engaged. 
but I watched the Republicans come into Texas and do and literally just turn everything red. Uh, and then all of our really good African-American uh, elected officials at that time had to make a decision. Either they were going to stay Democrats or they were going to switch over to Republicans. Um, our Dems lost and we didn't get them back. And, you know, we're still hurting. Mm -hmm. We're still hurting from that. And I even think uh, my last bit of wisdom is we have to figure out how to be in the middle. Mm -hmm. Because you have all of these crazy people to the right Mm -hmm. and you have all of these crazy people to the left. And there's nobody in the middle. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, there's either you think like I think or you're not my friend. Yeah. I think I'm probably not your friend. (laughs) I'm an individual. I get to think the way that I want to think. And we are to that point where if you don't think like, you know, the majority of the people, then, you know, they're going to burn you at the stakes. You're like, that's just really not how this happens. And so for moderate Democrats, they don't exist anymore. And moderate Republicans... They don't exist anymore because we have progressives and we had the people to the far right. And so you like, so at one, at some point, they're going to meet. Yeah. And it comes right back to the middle. And we cannot do the business of our country, of our counties, of our cities, of our states when we are so far apart. And you only have to look uh, at what's happening in the state house. You only have to look at the congressional maps and and all of the other maps that are rolling out that you just decided my voice doesn't count, but the crazy thing about it is you just cut out poor white people, but they don't count either. But they their voting base, like black people are the voting base. Mm -hmm. So you just cut out the people who are the largest recipients of welfare Mm -hmm. and and all of the governmental assistance you just literally chips you just cut their voice just in case you didn't know Mm -hmm. you just cut their voice yeah that is good lots of gems dropped everyone so i hope that you wrote them down (laughs) go back and listen to this podcast take some notes Um, But we just want to give a huge thank you for being here with us today. We are so excited to have you, and we are just so thankful that you were able to invest some time into this project. Absolutely. I love talking about voting. (laughs) That is my my thing. And so I have this 19-year-old son, and when we lost the election, he was like, so what are we fixing to do? I said, maybe we're going to Cabo. to make real money yeah Yeah. i'm going to make some real money we've done some really good stuff in the world now now my life has come back full circle and i work for a nonprofit, but i make some real money right and i get to do i get to do all of the i can afford to 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 support a lot of different organizations now versus you know 25 dollars here and 25 (laughs) dollars there and 25 dollars count but if i could write you a check for 500 dollars my 500 dollars could do a whole bunch of more a bunch more than 25 dollars so yeah 
Cool. So that's so that's mine. So <laughs> thank you, Kelly, again so much for your your, well, yeah, your yeah. leadership, your service. Yeah. Um, and, and glad to, to know that you are still here and okay. you're going to be here and the work that you're going to be doing to, to keep Fort Worth and the city uh, doing better um, and inspiring, you know, leaders like um, the three of us to to, to do something uh, about and with the information that we receive. So well, good. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. It was fun. Yeah, it was thank fun. You for, I, I just, <laughs> this is my thing. But my new, my new partnership is with Taryn Area Food yeah. Bank, and I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, about that. Yeah. So yeah, we That'd have some good. really cool stuff stuff coming. We'll be on the lookout for it. Most definitely. We'll, sh- we'll show it out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>